Hi guys and welcome back to Black Scott Pod um, with your host Susie and today we have got a very special 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 guest. Um, actually maybe I should say that Shirley is not here today and uh, <laughs> so basically Shirley has got sick and she is making it sound like she's about to die but yeah no she's fine but she can't make it today but she will be back for the next episode. Uh, but in the meantime, we've also got somebody amazing, uh, and we have got Tomiwa Poloranzo. Did I say that right? Because I butcher names. Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> Everyone, even people, either go Poloranzo or Poloranzo is how you would say it with like the Nigerian accent. But even I can't do that. So welcome to Black Scott Pod. Today you are our co-host thank you thank you so much i'm so excited to be here you know i'm gutted shirley's not here i can't no. like, oh so i'll just have to come back when shirley is here mm-hmm. um but yeah thank you so much for having me i'm such a fan of you two i Aww. love it i love what you're doing i'm just oh, i feel like i don't know this is just yeah i just feel really happy to be here so thanks. oh well you were an honorary podcast host definitely because we enjoyed coming on to your podcast quite a lot so yeah we're gonna go into our usual segment so um i guess what have you been up to important to say you're not in scotland i'm not in scotland <gasps> yeah no, tell us scotland tell us what's happening I'm in Brussels, uh-huh. in Belgium, yeah. in Europe. Obviously, Scotland is in Europe, but I feel very much in Europe right now. Mm-hmm. And I moved <laughs> four weeks ago. It was four weeks on Friday. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, so I've been here, like, four weeks and two days. And I'm studying a master's at a university here. And I'm doing a master's in cultural studies. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's like, this is my life now. This is my home um, for the next year, at least and oh. yeah it's been weird but it's been cool oh actually maybe we should uh do a little bit about you yeah tell us about you <laughs> i hate this question <laughs> so well um yeah so my name is tomiwa fallerun shaw i am from edinburgh in scotland that's where i was born and where i was and where i grew up and until very re- recently lived i'm nigerian as well which you'll probably hear from my name and I'm a writer. I say I'm a writer and a creative and a presenter and sometimes producer. Yeah. But really, Fantastic. I just go writer. Thanks. I just go writer. And then, like, these days, writers do so many things that aren't even writing. But writing seems the easy. Writer feels like the easiest for people to understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without going in and talking about all your individual projects and passions to people who sometimes actually just don't care. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, okay, like we get it. You're a creator. Yeah. You're a millennial. Like, sh- yeah. Okay. That's probably the best yeah. example. Of, oh, you've got a millennial like career, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right, like yeah. you're multifaceted. Uh, what's it like, you know? Yeah, I just do lots of different things. But I think, I think they're all grounded in, I don't know, like storytelling, I would say. Okay. Without a doubt, I think everything I do is mainly about telling stories be that my own or other people's and connecting other people so i guess maybe that takes us into sunday rituals what tell us all about sunday rituals sunday rituals is my podcast i call it like my podcast baby and it was born during lockdown right at the start of lockdown and it basically came from a thing of like i've always I love Sundays. They're just like my favourite day of the week. I think of them as a time to to kind of reflect and then reset. Where I lived in Edinburgh, I used to be able to walk down to the water, like the New Haven Harbour, um, in less than 10 minutes. And I would kind of always just sit there and watch the sunset and just like listen to my music. But I digress. I spent a lot of time sitting on that bench. Um, and having little things in my life that are Sunday rituals, be that doing your washing, planning your week, making nice food, going to the supermarket, going for brunch, whatever. And so 
I decided to start a podcast called Sunday Rituals, where I sit down with a different guest and and talk a bit about their life and their rituals and yeah, what the the rituals they have in their life that they can't live without. Mm-hmm. And it's just the hope that it connects people. People have that opportunity. I think what's also so important to me is giving people a space where they have that opportunity to just share and talk about their lives. So like the first episode I had my best friend Alice on mm-hmm. um, and we've been friends since we were in first year wow. of school yeah so a long a time, long time yeah. um, I mean I'm not that old but like still a long time yeah we're getting <laughs> to that point where you know you say, start saying things like I've been friends with this person for 20 years yeah okay right <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense remember back in the day when you would say five years and that was a long time I was like yeah <laughs> 20 years are you like I've known you longer than I've not known you mm-hmm. that's the one that just blows your mind right and like because of the age my brother is those people I've now known mm-hmm. do you know what I mean it's mad when yeah. I think like I've known you as long as I've known my brother like it's crazy when you put it like that it's crazy because I've got yeah. two younger siblings and they're definitely people that remember them being born like we've lived so much life <laughs> getting there i was gonna say i always say old but i said get older 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 i'm always like more life experience yeah exactly older wiser (laughs) more comfortable i think that's the key being comfortable with being comfortable yeah for sure yeah for sure i was like i saw someone tweet something yesterday and i was like yes love this because i have quite a few friends who are late 20s, early 30s, mm-hmm. and I'm not in my late 20s. Not that there's anything wrong if you are. <laughs> I don't want to come off really ages. <laughs> no, but I love being around them because mm-hmm. they just have this energy of, they don't have that nervous energy. They're like they don't a have bit that. more settled. Yeah. Yeah. And just like, if we get on great we don't mm. have to be friends we might be friends if we connect like it's just so settled energy me. they know yeah. who they are or they're figuring out who they are and yeah. like you're saying that energy exudes and I'm also glad that I've got some friends that are in their sort of you know early 30s mid 30s because I feel like you start to get better at absorbing that energy I remember when I was you know 22 and I think about it now I thought I was like really grown up but there's a difference in how you think there is and you just take the time to think about how you're going to react to things yeah and just like so like I actually just cringe I cringe at my 22 year old self do you know what I mean like thinking I was all about it and now I'm just like no nah, I'm good you know? <laughs> all you needed to settle huh yeah, chill the fuck out. Yeah, basically. So yes, you were saying um, I think Sunday rituals and oh yeah, oh yeah, them. my friend Alice <laughs> and for her, she came in and she spoke about um her social anxiety, which she's had ever since I've known her. And as much as like everyone who listened to the episode really loved it and was like, especially people who who know us and know our friendship, loved it, and that was great feedback. But for Alice herself to really enjoy that space and for her to have the opportunity to share her like story as such, that's also what makes me really happy. Because like, I mean, I've been talking, be it on the radio or in the videos on the internet for like five years, five, six years. I'm used to writing. <laughs> I'm used to like... You've been around. Yeah. <laughs> like my life stories basically on you can find it you can piece it together mm-hmm. but for someone like her who just lives quote unquote a normal life mm-hmm. they really she really she's never had the opportunity so to give her that is really important um so yeah sunday rituals it will be back by the end of the year loving it looking forward just, to it as well thank you thank you just gonna rejig it a little bit um but yeah it's coming back and i'm excited fantastic well um i would definitely give it a listen and recommend i think it's actually quite a good idea for a podcast because we all have that thing that we do actually what is the thing that we do 
What is my... What, do you have a, a rejig Sunday ritual um, of the last kind of four weeks or is it largely the same? You know what? It's been hard because like moving to a new place and moving during like a pandemic as well. Mm-hmm. I think there's two kind of things for me. One has been going outside every day which is something like I did at home anyway or did when I was back in Scotland and that's really important to me because when my mental health was really 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 bad you know two three days could go past and I couldn't go outside Mm -hmm. so for me it's almost this act of being able to go outside every day Mm -hmm. and some days you go outside and you're not really feeling it but to do that is just such like a it's my way of being like I'm okay yeah I'm okay affirm like you're, you're still doing it yeah mm-hmm. like I can still do life we're good <laughs> <laughs> it's like honestly because <laughs> oh. you know sometimes you have to do psychology on yourself yeah it's hard mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. could you tell us a bit about being the regional editor of Black Ballad UK what is Black Ballad UK for the uninitiated Black Ballad UK uh-huh. is a publication for and why, for and why, for and by mm-hmm. Black British women. Mm-hmm. And I was going to give you more information, but I actually can't remember a lot of like the media pitch, which is really <laughs> bad. What does it mean to you? You know what? Black Ballad was, it was just a space where I could see myself as a writer. Yeah. And also see myself in writing. And I think Toby, who's the founder, um, Jendela, who's head of editorial, and Bala, mm-hmm. who does a lot of kind of other bits behind the scene and really su- makes it all sing, and Vanessa, who's um, like an executive assistant, all of them have just like continuously like just created something like so beautiful that has so much love and passion in it, but also it's just really good yeah you know it's just a really good publication and I found it gives really um good. a lot of white it gives a lot of people the chance to have their voices heard um because you wouldn't normally hear black women from you know Essex or anything like that or yeah. Scotland yeah um, right in professional publication uh, I often think as well I've been thinking about this a lot but I think as well with something like that ballad is they're not galdom yeah do you know what I mean? They're not Galdem, they're not Vice, they're not Huffington Post, they are, they're Black Ballad. And I think what I like about them is the fact that they are doing something that has never been done before. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that means you don't get your accolades until 20, 30 years from time. Yes. But I think they have been, and they are so important in laying the foundations of what British media can look like yeah and I think perhaps right now we don't realize how brilliant they are plus they have a a sick business model and I love that I love the fact that they're they're running as a business with longevity yeah so yeah Yeah. I think they're going to be around for like a super long time and like you say that contributing to the the culture and contributing to the change yeah for sure so I love them and I'm currently their Scotland regional editor and thanks which is (laughs) sick because Black Ballad was the first place I was paid to write for Woo! I was paid to write for does that make sense yeah they paid me to write two years ago so it was like two years I was looking at my emails because I had to write something it was November the 15th 2018 I first pitched Jenny um to write and now, like two years later, I've had the pleasure of commissioning and editing PCs from Black Women in Scotland. So it's a bloody dream. And I love their commitment to making sure London voices don't dominate the conversation about Black Britishness yeah. and Black British women. So yeah, I'm a fan. So yeah, um, everyone read it. Read. I would like absolutely recommend reading because you know I don't I like hand um you know hand up I didn't actually know what Black Belt was like a couple of months ago and then I think you had tweeted that you um had become the regional editor I was like what's that (laughs) (laughs) I'll click this link what is this yeah um and I went through their pages um and the articles I was just like it was so refreshing 
Mm-hmm. Like so refreshing to see these types of different articles that weren't London centric and you could choose to listen to other voices. Yeah. And just also I think what I love about the Miss Well is because it's formed by black British women. Mm-hmm. Like you're quite authentic. Have, yeah. And you don't have this like your audience is coming with knowledge. Mm-hmm. Like the majority of your audience is coming with the lived experience of being a black British woman. Mm-hmm. So, so much of what you may have to write if you're pitching to like the National or the Herald or whatever. Tone it down. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You don't, you don't, you don't need, you know, there's bits you need, but then you can also go ham when you want to. You can go in. You don't worry about using the world word colonialism mm-hmm. or white privilege or like black lives matter and the racist and i think as a space to write freely mm-hmm. without the fear of the white gaze they they allow they give that and that's really nice yeah so subscribe what is it yeah subscribe to back subscribe to black ballad use my code to me 50 for 50% off your membership. <gasps> on it. <laughs> on it. On it. Um, <laughs> I guess that kind of brings us sort of roundly to um, so hormonal. Like how? how? Because, you know, a lot of us kind of think about, I could be a writer, but how do you actually get into writing? And how how did you, I guess, end up um, doing that essay? Um, how did I end up doing this essay? So I basically saw it's published by a, a small indie independent publishing press called monstrous regiment who are based in edinburgh in leith and i basically saw they'd done they had done an open call out for pitches for a book for a collection of essays that was going to be called so hormonal and so i pitched them which is what i do for i'd say out of the stuff i've written or the stuff i've worked on over the past year i've actually probably only pitched for like 25 percent of it mm-hmm. i would say so as pitching goes so i pitched them and a few weeks later they got back to me and they were like yeah we'd love you to write this piece and it worked as a Kickstarter. So basically, because they're a small independent press, they don't have yeah. backers, they don't have a lot of money. And um, they do a Kickstarter where basically people donate and they might get like something back at the end. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes the book be made. So it basically just covers costs, pays the contributors. But do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not sitting here with like 10 grand. Like, <laughs> we're manifesting obviously (laughs) (laughs) but like this time next year i'll be sitting here with 10 grand for my book for my essay (laughs) absolutely will be (laughs) bloody therapy um so yeah and i wrote about pmdd which is pre-menstrual dysphoric disorder Mm -hmm. which is something that from what i understand of it i have struggled with since probably the end of 2017 mm-hmm. yeah to get that right it's a hormonal imbalance and so it basically means between the 14 to 10 days before my period um to put it quite bluntly I lose my shit <laughs> and like, I'm laughing but it must be awful <laughs> must be awful I know yeah <laughs> everywhere mm-hmm. like everywhere like can't concentrate, mm-hmm. can't sleep, or overly tired. That's a big chunk Super of time. Anxious. Yeah. It's a big, big, big. Mm-hmm. When you think a month is 30 days, that's you're like a third of that. And that's not counting the period time. So, oh my goodness. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're honest. I'm like, what did I do to deserve these ovaries, honestly? Like, mm. and I was thinking about that because... Please do not ask me why I've been watching a lot of Little Mix. We love Little Mix. I love, oh my. I'm like in love with it. I'm like, yes, girl power. Yes, shout my ex. It's amazing to still be going at this point because what other girl bands, apart from like, you know, K-pop bands, what other other bands are still going? Because what was that American one? Oh my goodness. One that... um, Pussycat Dolls. Pussycat Dolls, gone. Um, No, Fifth Harmony, gone. (laughs) Who are they? Like, are there any girl bands still standing? No. 
Wow, I think they're doing fantastic in this era where nobody yeah. wants a girl band. Exactly. And also, can we talk about like the fact that only one of them is white? I get they're all... Wait, is Jessie white, actually? I think she is. Yeah, I think she is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a limb and say I think she is. Um, I think she I think is it's well, just, actually. Um, Leanne. Um, yeah. And then Jade is Arab. I think so. I'm not actually there. Yeah, she, she is, because she did something for Vogue. Araba, Arabi, Arabia, mm-hmm. Arab, Arab, <laughs> yeah, Arabic vogue, Arabic vogue. <laughs> this is, <laughs> I, I promise I can write really well. Um, but I was thinking about it because I mean, I've been watching these Little Mix videos and I'm just mm-hmm. like, I wonder how many times they've had to get on stage on their period. Like, you know, when you just want to curl up and die, those costumes, yeah. I would be telling everybody to just leave me alone ah like when do you change your tampon during your arena show like (laughs) how much time do you have can you wash your hands after who knows (laughs) (laughs) you have time you know when you see your beyonce's Taylor Swift's, and all that when they're heading towards the stage it always seems like the bathroom is going to be really far away so yeah, what do they do? Yeah. Like, wait. Like, what? Yeah, like I'm <laughs> it's, it's intense. Oh, I'm like, I want to know. I like, that's what I want to ask them. But, like, obviously you can't ask them that. You can, do, you can do an open letter. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> open letter. But we, we want answers because <laughs> before we go into this lifestyle, I want to know first and, you know. Like, where do I go to the bathroom whenever I want you? Yeah. <laughs> like... Well, they must take some kind of weight. Maybe I'm maybe I'm making this up, but isn't there some kind of pill that you can get to delay your period? You can because I've taken so maybe it before. When does it work? Yeah, it does. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you get it from your doctor. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not. See, I tell you, this is what I mean. Like, this is how my whole life is on the internet. Mm-hmm. I'm not on any contraception, mm-hmm. so that's part of the reason I can take it. I think if you mm-hmm. are on contraception, it might be a bit different. I don't take it off. Like, I've taken it like three times in my life. Yeah, do you know what I mean. Like, um, but even having that extra layer of something to think about, mm-hmm. or if you're on the pill, being like, to perform. Yeah, because I guess people also see them as like little girls but they're women yeah <laughs> they're women they're grown ass women yeah they're grown women so probably like some image involved in that yeah like image control and, yeah and when you're just like not feeling it and you're like have had enough life that would be but you so still have dim. to go on and do it yeah so <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> hormonal <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, oh, I love a, I love a digress. I yeah, those are these are um, important questions, though. Uh-huh. They're very important. Uh-huh. I'm like, if anybody knows, tell me, please. I want to know where do you change your tampon if you're performing on stage uh, in an arena? Mm-hmm. If you're doing an arena tour, mm-hmm. moon cut. Nah, nah, nah. I pop right out. <laughs> no. <laughs> me and that, me and the moon cup had uh, oh, nah. <laughs> that actually can't be no, it was so stressful. It was like two o'clock in the morning. I was no. this close to getting my mum, like this close no. to getting my mum. Yeah, no, so we don't do that. Just use organic biodegradable tampons now. There we go, earth conscious, <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> <laughs> but not reusable. Um, so hormonal, so yeah, I wrote about PMDD. I, it was a really, it was so many things. It was nice, it was so lovely and wonderful to be part of a book about hormones. Um, Hormones in their different forms for different people, different experiences, I think. We all have them, we don't talk about them enough. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was, that's really, really special to me. And also, it was really cathartic to write about this thing that I had that, that I have that I've been struggling with for like almost three years and actually hadn't really spoken to anybody about because I just couldn't find the language and so yeah what did the writing process look like for that my writing process is chaotic 
I would say, but it's my kind of chaos. <laughs> to me, a chaos. What um, works for you works for you. Exactly. I'll use my pitch as a plan. So I'll use my pitch as a plan. I'll usually write notes in my phone. I will have, or I've got notes in my phone that I'll kind of pull. So I have, for this, for Soho and Mono, I had a lot of notes that I'd written when I was in the depths of PMDD. Mm-hmm. So it was quite interesting to like pull those out. And then I sit usually late at night with my headphones in, listening to like some sad songs. You're very strong. I can't listen to sad songs. <laughs> I really can't. <laughs> <laughs> it just invokes the feelings inside me and I would rather not I would rather not I would rather not but you need to get them out you need to feel the feelings to move forward oh try <laughs> sometimes you need a good cry <laughs> I'll try I'll try after this I'll listen to something super sad um but yeah, so you would listen to um, the sad yeah, songs. And... Songs. And then I would just write and just see what comes out. And I'd cry a little bit. I'd, yeah, I would cry a little bit. Mm-hmm. And just like... <laughs> um, and then I usually print stuff off and kind of edit that way. And then I sent it. I sent a draft to two of my friends my really good friends who aren't writers aren't really creative people because I felt like they need to get this like if they get it then anybody else will get it they were like oh it's really good blah 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 but almost in doing that sending it to them I realized I wasn't happy with it so I kind of redid it again Mm -hmm. redrafted it again so like what my first draft and my final draft look like are very very different okay um and yeah and it came about it's the letter it's called dear lexi it's a letter to my best friend or one of my best friends lexi who lives in america but we went to uni together in the uk or in edinburgh and it starts off this day in chicago we basically drove from boston to chicago and it took 16 hours i say we she drove i sat there (laughs) (laughs) she wouldn't let me drive um and it's so funny because we always talk about this trip as if we can survive like these 16 hours or these like 18 hours driving back from Chicago to Boston together, we can do anything. Yeah. What we never spoke about afterwards and never said to other people was the first almost like 20 hours of us being in Chicago were really uncomfortable oh. and really fucking weird. And it was because <laughs> of me oh. and my PMDD oh, okay. and not being able to navigate that. Mm-hmm. And so this letter is like, it's an apology to her. Oh, um, to say I'm sorry for that and then I sent it to Lexi and as long as she was happy with it I'm like okay we're good um yeah and that's it and that's how it is what it is and it's in a book called So Hormonal and you can buy it if you're from Edinburgh you can buy it from Lighthouse Books and I don't know where else you can buy it from which makes me really <laughs> bad go onto the website and does it have the yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, just go Google it. <laughs> Definitely. I think yeah. that's so, that's fantastic and so heartfelt. That's a lot of depth. <laughs> that's yeah. a lot of depth. I'm trying to think of a time I've had to dig deep like that. That is, yeah, yeah that's, that's amazing. I don't know why I share so much. I think it's fantastic <laughs> because people don't share enough. Yeah, say so to you who's not in touch with their feelings. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> One day I will write something. When I do, what is going on in her mind? (laughs) Keep what? What's the what's the phrase? Um, Keep your eye on it. Keep your eye. Keep watch this space. Keep a lookout. Oh, watch the space. Keep a lookout. One day I will um, dig deep and write something. (laughs) Please, please. I'll send it to you first. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, part of me is like, everybody's a writer, but no, not everybody is a writer. Everybody can be a writer Mm -hmm. if you work really hard. It takes, um, but I guess maybe that brings us into creative industries. Were parents always supportive of you taking the creative industries track? How did you find yourself becoming a writer and doing all these amazing things? So, I was. Like I said, I was born in Edinburgh and the reason my parents, my parents 
um, they hadn't, my dad hadn't even been here a year when I was born. So my parents got married in Nigeria. A year later, they, my mum became pregnant with me. And then they moved over to Scotland, Edinburgh. And the reason they were in Edinburgh was because my dad was doing a PhD in English literature. So, um, and my mum is, was a librarian and is now also a counsellor. Um, so I grew up in a very academic environment, I think. University's always been, I wouldn't even say encouraged, it's just a thing yeah. that we do. It's like the normal course the normal route mm-hmm. we're not Na- i'm nigerian all my <laughs> so that just <laughs> yeah that's it um like even my own family my mum's side of the family my my mum's parents so my grandparents were school teachers my aunties and uncles um have masters what? i think two have phds on my mum's side so do you know what i mean like all my cousins are the ones who are at uni, uni are doing masters, like education and learning um, for whatever its reasons, I've just always grown up in that environment and known that. Mm-hmm. I think the difference to compare between like um, all my mum's siblings, did, so my aunties and uncles are like sciencey. Yeah. Rather my mum's not, my dad's not, and so we're not, um, my brother and I. And so I grew up reading I read a lot like someone asked me the other day what programs did you watch on tv when you were younger and I was like we didn't watch tv like we didn't watch that much tv yeah we were just given a book I love that what (laughs) books did you read oh I mean when I was like older that I can remember I read all of Jacqueline Wilson yeah yep a staple yes Jacqueline Wilson um Kathy Cassidy what did she do she did this book called Indigo Blue. I saw that. Scarlet. Yeah. I'm thinking um, they were slightly dark. Am I right? I can't remember oh, I what can't they remember. were. But I think I know what you're talking about. But they, they were probably a bit wild for <laughs> the age I was. They were definitely. Were you too saying wild. that your mum was a, a, a librarian? I yeah. remember spending most of my time in the school library. I remember. Those were some of the recommendations. I also like ran through Jacqueline Wilson. Exactly. <laughs> like nothing. Yes. Tracy Beaker and all that. Um, Tracy Beaker. Um, Dumpster Baby. Dumpster Baby. Oh my God. Lola Rose. Lola. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I've still got them. Like, we just like, because as well, my mum was a children's librarian at one point. So we have lots of kids' picture books. Um, and like, we just can never get rid of these. Like, these are for, if I have kids, these are for future children. Like, Jacqueline Wilson, Biff, Chip and Kipper, and all that. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Rosie and Jim. That was oh, yeah. a TV show, not a. Yeah, yeah. I probably um, made books. To be fair, they probably. Oh, I loved Rosie and Jim. That was a bit creepy. To be fair, but yeah, it was absolutely terrifying. But I was obsessed with Rosie. I actually think it's because I felt like her hair was similar to mine. It's not. <laughs> it was not just small. like, it was you just know, like yeah, felt straw. Yeah. Um, I read. Harry Potter mm-hmm. my mum would go and get Harry Potter at like midnight for me oh my goodness and I would wake up the next morning and I would have it that's so um, sweet I know see she just wanted us to read oh <laughs> such a lie <laughs> um Twilight yeah I read a lot of yeah just read like nothing profound or you know like I, I, but it expands I your worldview and it also exposes you to different emotions and different like perspectives even though it's you know fiction yeah, and stuff you know even the twilights and all that it will take place in a different like worlds uh, so are you is it safe to say you're more of a fiction reader than a non-fiction or are you a bit yeah, of both i'm a fiction i like to escape reality yes <laughs> What's really good non-fiction, which I've not finished reading, is Natives huh? by Akala. That's very oh, good non-fiction. I've seen that being promoted, actually. Yeah. Um, Slay in Your Lane. That's the one I was just thinking about. The last non-fiction book I read was Slay in Your Lane, and that Lane. was on Audible. Yeah. Ah, nah. It's really good on Audible. I love them. I love Elizabeth and Yomi so much. I think they're amazingly cool. 
and also she called me women nigeria's queer women speak i will actually talk about this book to the day i die like it is just beautiful it's a collection of essays from queer women in nigeria it's great just read it just that's it on Everybody's it listening buy it. it read it um and i'm also reading our prisons obsolete by angela davis and it's a very easy read okay i would say like in terms of language it's it's easy and it's small so yeah yeah that's what i would recommend and if you you're like ask for my recommendation no no that's good <laughs> and if you're like me because sometimes I, I just can't concentrate on books no matter how much i love them i just listen to them all on audible hopefully they're uh, they sound like they might be on Audible. Yeah, they will be on Audible. Put it on a limb and say, yeah, they'll be on Audible as well. So if you don't want to be reading physical, you can read it mentally or listen See, to it. I think that's so cool how you can listen to a book and remember it. Yeah. Because do you just sit and listen or do you do other things as you listen? Um, It depends. Um, If it's a book that is like quite heavy, sometimes I have to just like sit there and listen. I make it, I guess, a part of my rituals and to bring it to back in. Um, before bedtime, I will listen to an audiobook or when I'm doing some kind of menial task and washing dishes, doing chores around the house, I'll just listen to a yeah. book. Because like you say, you do tend to remember it most like in yeah. the same way as you would if you were reading a book, which mm-hmm. I didn't think was something that could happen but it does yeah. it does it does so right now i'm listening to the witcher i'm on oh. book two yeah i'm most of the way through book two on the witcher and i love it because they do voices and in a way it's kind of like like watching a tv show because they, yeah. they add that description so yeah. your mind is constantly building the world yeah. so it's yeah, yeah that's yeah. another way to listen to books and when you're listening to um listening to non-fiction I find sometimes well for me personally I get a lot out of the author's voice and um, because most of the time it's whoever wrote, wrote the book is reading it back to you so for Slaying Your Lane it's both of them reading it back to you and you can hear the emotion in their voices and you see where they they're coming from uh Michelle Obama's one Michelle Michelle Obama's book as well you can cover yeah you can hear her emotion and you can hear her story and she's it's like they're telling you they having yeah. that conversation with someone they're telling it to you and hear it in their voice also, I'm just lazy, you know. <laughs> I just listen to the book. Yeah, you tell me what your book is. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> I am just a sucker for um, the smell of the books. Yeah, and like collecting books. I just feel like my books just tell the story of my life. Do you know what I mean? Like good or bad in terms of, of like, and how I've grown and how I've changed. So I'm like, yes, collect keep those books i'm not gonna lie i do have a lot of the books that i have on audible physically (laughs) so i'm putting money into this like economy i really am because (laughs) i have the physical books i have a physical bookshelf but i just want to listen to it (laughs) i'll look at the cover yeah i love i love the the books physical books you can't get away from that but i do i I do love to listen listen to the words that um, they put down Um, But how have you found Scottish creative industries? Yeah, like I grew up surrounded by books and reading and like writing stories in my head. And because of the job my dad had, and just I think like my mum as a a person, I feel like very fortunate to have been to expose and experience a lot of like art and culture from a young age, particularly Mm theatre. So... For me, one of the places I love being in and actually very rarely feel out of place is sitting in the theatre, okay. um, which I feel as a black woman is very uncommon yeah. to feel that way. But it's because I've just been in theatre since as long as I can remember. And I know what I know how they work and I know what to do and or all those social norms and social cues. And I just love watching theatre for a very long time I wanted to be an actress mm-hmm. um and so I think for me my relationship with Scotland's creative industries has been interesting because it's like I come from this home where education academia has always been encouraged but so has the arts and creativity and how to 
and make the two work together mm-hmm. is almost like the thing that I get to do like my yeah and I get to figure out or like my generation in this family gets to figure out and I think there's issues with the creative industries in Scotland and then there's issues with the creative industries in Scotland as a black woman oh, <laughs> yeah yeah and I think Scotland's tiny a lot of it is dominated by certain voices certain people certain types of people people from certain parts of the country mm-hmm. for a start I think if we're to look at media like mm-hmm. specifically radio and tv I think Scotland is so dominated by one kind of voice yeah and one kind of humor yes shit yeah <laughs> and it does not represent a lot of us I think to put that on top of being a black woman you're just like where the fuck do I fit in here to be quite honest and like yeah it's a minefield don't know if this will make any sense but I think like I wanted to be an actress I wanted to be in the media I wanted to be a tv presenter I remember in primary seven a girl who bullied me incidentally Mm -hmm. um, said to me, what will make a great TV presenter? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm waiting for the backhanded compliment here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> waiting for the back. But <laughs> if she, but she's black. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, so I wanted to do all those things way before I. I don't want to say realized I was black, but realized I was black mm-hmm. and realized what it it meant to exist in this industry as a black person and. I think what I've really struggled with the Scottish media is like they want you to talk about black things Mm -hmm. but they don't want you just to like talk about non-black things yeah and to and they want you when it's like talking about your experiences but they don't want you when it's like doing a job so like not doing a job what's the word they want you to sit there and talk about how hard it is being black in Scotland, mm-hmm. but they don't want you to present the documentary. Do you know what I mean? Or they don't even want to make the documentary. Right. And I think for me, I always knew that I wanted to be a TV presenter and saw making these kind of videos or making that con- kind of content as a way into that. But people didn't see that in me. And they just thought, oh, here's this, like, young, black, articulate girl who can talk about being, like, black and Scottish and tick a diversity box and then she's gone. Yeah. Uh-huh. But your story goes on. Yeah. We would never consider her to present this show. So do you think it's like a... uh, So people in these roles, um, these executive roles that are casting don't tend to think uh, of maybe black Scottish people in media as being more than just there for the moment, there for the this, this specific topic, kind of yeah. not seeing us as a complete, complete people in ourselves and what we have to offer outside of yeah. being black. Yeah. <laughs> Scottish. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And I think it's like, you're stuck in this thing because I often wonder, if I would be in the position I am if I hadn't made videos about being black and Scottish. Right. So you like got their attention. My way in. Yeah. 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 But do I regret that way in? I don't know because it's where I am now. But I hope I, you don't I hope you don't regret it because the stuff that you've put out will inspire somebody and you've laid that down. So there's no reason why people shouldn't now be thinking about other people who might be able to work with them because now that it's being covered, mm-hmm. well, in a way, there's almost no reason to yeah. re- recover it. But yeah. now you know that these people exist out there. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's a hard one. It's yeah. one I think about a lot. And I especially think because, like, the first time I made a video, what for? I want to say it was, was it 2017? Yeah, it was January 2017 and I made a video 
called um, Things Not to Say to Black Scottish Women or something like that. Mm-hmm. If I watch that video back now, there's so many of my videos, like I've made videos on feminism and other stuff. I'm still like appalled and don't think like that. Yeah. Or my thinking has like changed. It's a journey. Though. You can't, yeah. well, you can't, you can't be mad at yourself for how no. you, you had to, you know, you had to grow and you had to do things to get yeah. to where you are. Don't regret it. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's just one of those things. Yeah. Um, it can be hard to reconcile. Like, you know, Shirley and I did a couple of videos Wait, wait, wait. You won't find them. I, I feel confident that you won't find them. Um, deleted them. I made sure of it. Um, there's a, a bunch of stuff because we did a video as well, which was called, you know, uh, what was it? Um, things not, in a similar sense, like things not to say to black uh, girls, but it was mm-hmm. more general, wasn't specific to the Scottish yeah. experience. And it, it got like a couple thousand views. And then we thought about it in retrospect couple of years later and we thought oh my god I will own my content <laughs> but now we think why did we delete this because actually we could have come back and re-examined this and talked about it some more because <laughs> it was just at that time, it was th- these are things that are irking us, yeah, as a way to vent. But now we should have added some context onto it because it's still valid. Yeah. yeah, and I also think, and I think, and I don't think, know if this is just a thing in my head or if this is true, but because of the way communities and black communities are in Scotland, the conversations we have are at a different speed and are in a different way to the conversations we are having down south Mm -hmm. so I almost feel like some of the videos I've made in 2000 like three four years ago even if they'd been released in London if they'd been if I like that it was still behind the converse the London conversation if that makes sense yeah but up here it's brand new (laughs) it's brand new yeah like it was do not quote me on this but like I'm pretty sure nobody had ever spoken about it before I did. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fair that's a fair statement to make because when you Google, because as I frequently like to Google things, um, when you Google Black and Scottish, the conversation hasn't really picked up until the last couple of years. And one of the first things that you will see when you Google Black and Scottish is actually your video. Um, <laughs> and especially when you YouTube. I know. Did, did you know this? No. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> Did not know that. No. So when you YouTube, you are like a That's part of hilarious. that historical trail, I think. And hilarious. it's mad that this these conversations are sort of picking up now because they should have been, you know, always been happening. And you you've picked up on something there in London, and then, um, yeah, well, it's just London in England. In yeah. England, the conversation yeah. has been going on for a long time. We don't really have in the Scotland sort of big prominent figures. Well, we do now, but you know, a lot of the time we didn't have them on the same scale and stage as those in London. Um, and yeah. it's fantastic to be getting that. But yeah, you're right. The conversation can be behind. Yeah, can be behind you and getting and- people to recognise that. Yeah, and it just needs. It's not even like it needs to speed up because everything's on its same on its journey. And it's needs a big, big spotlight. I think we need yeah. um, the people in those positions where they can make decisions to give. I don't want to say give us, give us the power and give us the voices and give us a spotlight, but you need to recognise that things have changed. Yeah. Um. Yeah, for sure. Can't afford to not give people the voice give their voices um back like a platform yeah platform even yeah a platform in a space mm-hmm. and it's just so there's no reason to take up that space <laughs> for them there's no reason why you can't give it what like there's no reason why you know black and scottish people can't have the same sort of pool as uh, a black and english person yeah and i'm simultaneously i get a bit about this because I look at campaigns that are like like Black British, and so I don't want to. Yeah, not get in trouble. It's a hard conversation, yes. Uh 
certain like media campaigns and it'll be like you know like best 30 you know best people 30 people under 30 black and british wants to watch whatever it is and i'll like go through and i'll be like london 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 birmingham yeah yeah. sometimes sometimes you get further up north but when they say north we're talking about england yeah and i'm like where the fuck are the black scottish people like where and then i'm like i feel like it's you're, you're almost caught you're caught in this thing right because it's like okay maybe if you're to compare um standards of talent mm-hmm. between scotland and london say maybe the talent isn't as good but the opportunity i don't know maybe they're yeah ha- mm-hmm. i know i do but also the opportunities aren't given to show that our talent is as good do you know what i mean yes and you're exposed to different things like whatever it is like different platforms different species you don't have that up here as a creative scene we do not have that we do not have like um this nurturing of talent mm-hmm. that i think you get in other cities and i think so you're caught in this thing of, do you think in, in general providing the funding to the arts in scotland and then within that um going and re-empowering communities um, that need to have their voices amplified I think it's got a little bit to do with it well it's always got a lot to do with funding yeah. and with money and it always it always is but I also think I don't know if it's because there's less people but uh, I think the way we think about um creativity the creative industries culture the arts mm-hmm. we don't think big enough in scotland and i think um a lot of my like i'm trying to think i maybe have like one really good friend mm-hmm. who's like embedded in the creative scene and that's it yeah. do you know what i mean like, i can only think of that. one person as well who does creative industries for a yeah. living yeah and even then sometimes you have to do a little side hustle so that's, yeah i think the main like, career uh, it just doesn't we don't have the same like communities yeah of people for whatever reason it's not nurtured it's i wonder if it's like, a, an edinburgh issue or what 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 the community is like in the arts for glasgow or it is a bit of an Edinburgh thing. Yeah. It is a bit of an Edinburgh thing. I do wonder I mean, about that. Yeah. From people I've spoken to, it's a bit of an Edinburgh thing. <laughs> I also think the issue as well, I've always found, is especially because I went to Edinburgh Uni, you get a lot of students who come up to Edinburgh and a lot of people who come up to Edinburgh um, who are not Scottish who are now leading the way in creative conversations without sounding like an absolute bitch <laughs> that's a problem to me uh-huh. because everyone's like please like i'm a scottish nigerian person who now lives in brussels mm-hmm. studying cultural studies <laughs> like <laughs> who am i to say <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was that <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. like let me get that time time we're allowed <laughs> but like there's no I don't know. Yeah, you just have to be careful of how you like embed yourself and understand Scottish arts and culture. And do you know what I mean? Like, obviously, there are similarities between England and Scotland, but there are also differences. Culturally, there mm. are differences. Differences are good. Mm. We love differences. Just understand those differences. Yeah. Okay, that's it. I don't want to get into trouble. <laughs> That's a, that's a fair statement to end it up. Yes, <laughs> you're absolutely right. There are some differences in experiences that need to be highlighted, not of from Scotland. So um, having discussed all of all of these wonderful things, um, so <laughs> what are your hopes for the future? What are my hopes yeah. for the future? Or even personally, what are you thinking? Well, what's next? What's next for you? okay right I can tell you I can maybe give you a couple but um 
also as I like to say I'm Nigerian and I'm a Taurus so we keep things very close to our test because I don't trust anybody's energy good, good. <laughs> to be quite honest good I'm like, mm, none of that. <laughs> like, mm. um, so I think for me I would definitely like to continue living in Europe mm-hmm. wherever that may be yeah whatever happens with Brexit nobody knows we'll see but we'd definitely like to continue working in Europe I would I think most importantly I would like to get this master's and do well yes um and enjoy that and I think just enjoy that enjoy enjoy this experience because I never thought I would go back to studying or being in an academic environment Mm -hmm. because it actually almost destroyed me the last time so to be back (laughs) here is like that's brave it's incredibly brave yeah that's wild and to create something with longevity that has a link between Scotland Europe and Nigeria Mm. and that's yeah Mm. that that is like the dream and the end goal and will be achieved like when manifesting it exactly when nobody knows but that's it and also just be happy yeah that's a very worthy um hope for the future (laughs) for everybody to be fair yeah be happy happy. find joy in your life which takes us to our last bit which is what have you been watching on tv netflix what are you passing on what should people be on onto? Oh, I've been watching The Crown, mm-hmm. right, on Netflix, and I don't know if this is some weird thing. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, lives leaves the country and suddenly falls in love with the monarchy. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Yeah, but I'm f- fucking obsessed. I think it's great. It's like better than The Real Housewives. Like, no, I love it. Mm, I, love it. Okay. I like, love the drama. I might have a look at it. Um, so I've been watching The Crown, which I love. Um, I've been, I always listen to this podcast called Out of Home. Um, it's called Out of Home. It's four guys who are from London living in Amsterdam. They, I'm like obsessed with this podcast. Like, I love it so much. And they've been doing this thing because it's Black History Month and Black Achievement Month or something in the mm. Netherlands. They've been speaking to like different Black creatives and yeah so I think that's really good I think as well if you want to listen to people who are maybe a little bit older mm-hmm. um and who maybe aren't living in London or the UK or like you know like yeah I just I think because that's where I kind of see my life going I really mm-hmm. like it and I think oh, what about you you tell me yours and I'll see if I can remember anything else um so I've still been deep into the Real Housewives of Atlanta I'm on to season six now <laughs> and i have just started avenue five which has got hugh laurie in it and it's like a space comedy yeah it takes place in space they're on this cruise ship and something goes wrong and it's british comedy at its finest combined with north american humor so there's a bit of a mishmash there but it works it works it's really good it's only nine episodes so far because i guess coronavirus <laughs> is getting in the way of people <laughs> filming like second seasons of stuff but it's really funny it's really good um what else were they juggling finished watching emily in paris in one day hilarious so good Loved it. um things that i'm sad about on tv that there is not going to be a second season of watchmen so i want to cry a little bit there's not going to be a second season. What? I didn't watch that because I was too scared. No, you're um, fine. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I say no. you'll be fine, but yeah, actually, the 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 it's quite it's really it dark. It's heavy. I watched I watched what? some of the first episodes and I was too scared. I don't think people understand. I'm yeah, I'm a big baby. No, it's emotionally demanding. I would say. So why is there not a second series? Have they said? I think it's just because the story is, is complete, but I don't think I don't I don't think it's complete because I think they kind of left it on a little bit of a cliff. Um, and I think there's more of that world to be explored. I guess most people would say, "Well, we'll just read the comics then." Mm-hmm. But I think 
they started something amazing with Regina Hall. Um, and they, so good. I, I also wanted to be an actress when I was younger. And watching her do that kind of re-sparked that bit in me that wants to go out and create and be a part of something like that. Because yeah. you do not get to see a lot of Black superheroes. I mean, Black Panther did so much in doing that. But I'm going to say Watchmen got me thinking, oh my God, what? Yeah. I want to be a part of this. This is amazing and it's fantastic. And I'm yeah. really sad that there's not going to be a second season. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. They give us something amazing and just take it away. And then you just take it away. Just like yeah, that. I found out after. Ooh, I wonder what's going to happen with XYZ plot. Went to Google. Mmh. Watchmen's not coming back. It's not even like it was cancelled. It was a creative the director just nope. Doesn't need a That's second so season. Rude. I hate yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Like fuck your creativity. Give there was so much to be ex- so so much. So rude. Yeah. I do want to go back to the Real Housewives a little bit. Sorry. Um what other Real Housewives have you watched? Um, just that one. Uh I'm kind of new to that reality TV sphere because oh, the longest time I just didn't didn't have the time. But um, okay. I like an Atlanta expert. is amazing. But I've heard Beverly Hills. If you stick through it, is the second, like the second okay. best one. So Atlanta is good, but I think as it goes on, it gets a bit like you guys are still having drama. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and it just gets a bit like to me. It occasionally feels like it. Okay, I can understand how. Um people will identify with it but mm-hmm. for me it felt like at times it turned into too many stereotypes yeah and like that's why I, but I'm not American I'm not a black American so like whatever mm-hmm. um Beverly Hills is great it's very like glitz glam so much money mm-hmm. but the drama like actually isn't that good yeah I, mean? I watched about three episodes on Netflix uh-huh. and I was so underwhelmed yeah like the drama isn't that good but like if you want to know what it's like to fly in a private jet and it doesn't look that nice I'd rather fly first class having seen the private jet I would rather just fly first class oh my god see it because I just don't think private jets like nah I just look at them about it and you won't catch me in a helicopter either oh (laughs) (laughs) Matt a ridiculous idea honestly <laughs> i would not, not want the helicopter absolutely not real housewives of potomac oh yeah it's great that one. real housewives of new york city is also great because they're just like a bunch of like drunk older women and so it's kind of funny like they're all insane so yeah, i'm gonna be on it. it i'm gonna be on to it that's it that's it for sure um, I'm trying to think if I, I feel like I really feel like I had something else I wanted to share. Mm-hmm. Any like books? Oh, wait, you've written books. Okay. I've given you books. Yeah, I can't, I can't think of any other good books. Oh, I'm a, no, I won't recommend that book. <laughs> <laughs> next, next time. Next <laughs> yeah. time for sure. But um, yeah, where can we find you on social media? What, yeah. What are we uh, at it? Hey. You can find me on Instagram at Tomiwa Fotherinshaw. Mm-hmm. Correct, correct spelling. I'll, I'll put it. I'll put it in there, and I'll link your, your socials. Thanks. And you can find Sunday. You can find Sunday Rituals at Sunday Rituals, or you can just search for us on pod on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And listen, um, I've got some really nice episodes up there already, actually. And none of them are time sensitive, yeah. I suppose. So, like, listen, enjoy, feel refreshed. Um, yeah. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Um, any parting words for the peeps? Um, <laughs> thank you for listening to me chat so much. It's been amazing. Like yeah, thank you for you. thank you for being our our podcast our second podcast host because it would just be Aww. me talking. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad I could be here to just talk. And, yeah, and Shirley sends her regards. Um, <laughs> that's why she's to know that stuff. Um, she'll be back next week. Next week, for 
read them to me. Be back in a fortnight. Um, and I mean, we'll like, have you on again. If to, yeah. Okay. Thank you. I would like <laughs> to come back when Shirley's here. Yeah. Um, and also, again, I don't know if I said this at the start, but like, thank you guys one for having me on, but two for doing and making and being Black Scott Pod. God, my voice just cracked. I'm not gonna cry. Um, I just can't rate you highly enough. Honestly, like I just want to retweet and reshare everything you do. Likewise with your stuff. Yeah, I'm just like <laughs> we're big fans like, of each yes. other. Yes, I know. Honestly, I'm just like yeah. I'm so happy for you, and I hope you continue to just like grow and be supported and um success continues to come your guys your way and when you're like really big and really famous don't forget about me uh never never thank you <laughs> never ever that's it but um yeah thank you so much for coming onto the pods took a little bit of a while on the sec but we have you here and you have been fantastic um as a guest and also as a friend and all that stuff um yeah so thank you so much everybody for tuning in again we will see you in two weeks time i can't do the math so i don't know what date that is <laughs> and all that and as ever if you enjoyed the podcast feel free to leave us call it a rating on apple podcast and acast as well um your reviews go a massive massive way thank you and goodbye Have you tried finding tickets for any live event lately? It's impossible to keep up and prices are crazy. That's why you have to check out Gold Star. Gold Star makes it easy to discover the best in live entertainment in your city with instant access to awesome events and special ticket deals, concerts, live theater, comedy, dance, food fests, immersive experiences, you name it. Gold Star has access to special deals you won't find anywhere else with savings of 50% or more. Go to goldstar.com and use the code DCPOD to save $10 on your first purchase. That's goldstar.com, code DCPOD to save $10.